a man walks into a bar. It's the opening line to many age-old jokes. But in this story, it's the beginning of a riddle. A riddle that was told 16 years ago, when a 27-year-old medical student named Brian Schaefer was last seen walking into a bar and never emerging. His case has become a true-life example of someone vanishing into thin air, with no logical explanation as to what may have happened to him. This is episode 36, No Exit, The Disappearance of Brian Schaefer. It was Friday, March 31st of 2006, when the last classes at Ohio State University ended in anticipation of spring break. The time off from studies was a much-needed break for second-year medical student Brian Schaefer, who had spent the prior week pulling all-nighters cramming for midterm exams. Brian had already made his spring break plans, preparing for a trip to Miami with his girlfriend Alexis Wagner for some much-needed R&R. Alexis, who was also an OSU med student, had returned home to Toledo, Ohio to visit family before their trip on the following Monday. That same evening, Brian returned home and had dinner with his father, Randy. It was during that dinner that Brian mentioned that he was going to go out and meet up with his roommate, Clint Florence, to decompress from school exams and do some bar hopping. After meeting up with Clint that night, Brian called Alexis at around 10 p.m., confirming their departure trip to Miami, leaving on Monday, April 3rd. It would be the last time the two would ever speak to each other. The rest of that night would go as planned, with Brian and Clint stopping into several bars in the Arena District of Columbus. With each stop, the two men would stay long enough to do a few shots before heading towards the next establishment. Just after midnight, the two met up with Meredith Reed, a friend of Clint's, who was with them when they returned to the same bar they had started at that night, the Ugly Tuna Saluna. They planned on ending their night there. The three friends were captured on camera entering the bar at 1.15 a.m. And after being seen on camera footage again just 40 minutes later, Brian Schaefer would never be seen again. In the aftermath of Brian's disappearance, an investigation would uncover new details and a timeline of events in his life just prior to that fateful night in Columbus, Ohio. Details that could potentially provide critical insight and a possible explanation and motive for what happened to him. But first, let's take a step back and add some background information to this story. Brian Randall Schaefer was born on February 25, 1979, to Randy and Renee Schaefer. Brian, along with his younger brother Derek, were raised in Pickerington, Ohio, just outside of Columbus. After graduating from high school in 1997, Brian enrolled at Ohio State University to begin undergraduate studies. Graduating with a degree in microbiology in 2004, Brian entered the OSU College of Medicine it was during this time his mother was diagnosed with MDS, 
a form of bone cancer. She would ultimately succumb to the disease on March 6th of 2006. She was only 51 years old at the time. Her death was hard on the family, especially on Brian, as it came during a critical time during his midterm studies. By the time spring break had come around, just three weeks later. When Brian returned home from school, his father noticed a look of exhaustion on him, but didn't think much of it at the time. And whether it was intentional or by pure coincidence, Brian would vanish in the early morning hours of April Fool's Day. In the early stages of their investigation, detectives spoke with Clint Florence and Meredith Reed. According to both, Brian had separated from them in the bar, and they tried calling him on his cell phone, but he didn't answer. When the bar closed at 2 a.m., they waited outside the doors for him to come out, and when he didn't, they assumed he had returned home on his own, an assumption that would ultimately delay Brian being reported missing. For the rest of that weekend, Brian's father and girlfriend tried to reach him. And when he didn't show up for the flight to Miami, they reported him missing on April 3rd, three days after he was last seen. Detectives began searching for Brian at his last known whereabouts, the Ugly Tuna Saluna. They reviewed footage from the bar's security cameras and confirmed that Brian, Clint, and Meredith entered the bar at 1.15 a.m. They then spotted Brian outside of the bar at 1.55 a.m., talking to two unknown women. Before re-entering the bar, they did not find any footage of Brian exiting when the bar closed just five minutes later. And security cameras at other nearby establishments did not show him at any other time outside the Ugly Tuna Saloon. Wide-ranging searches in and outside the bar included looking in trash cans, dumpsters, and sewers but produced no signs or evidence related to Brian's case. His car was found still parked outside his apartment building, making it highly unlikely he had left to go somewhere far voluntarily. As police speculated, he may have been seeking solitude to mourn his mother's passing. Detectives identified and spoke with the two women seen speaking with Brian and eliminated them as persons of interest in his case. Brian's father, along with Meredith Reed and Clint Florence, were asked to take polygraph exams, as is a standard process in eliminating suspects. Both Randy and Meredith took and passed their exams. However, Clint refused to take one, which raised investigators' interest in him, but not to the point they named him a suspect or a person of interest. With no other leads or clues, Brian's case went cold. In the 16 years since Brian was last seen, a few theories have garnered attention in his case. Some suspect he vanished willingly, and investigators suggested he could have changed clothes in the bar before he left, as to the reason he was not captured on security cameras leaving the bar. In 2021, the Ohio Bureau of Investigation even released an age-progressed photo of Brian to the public in hopes of generating leads none of which produced anything credible for them to pursue. Brian had a distinctive tattoo on his upper right arm, 
a stick figure logo from the cover artwork for the single Alive by Pearl Jam, one of his favorite bands. This prompted the band's lead singer, Eddie Vedder, to ask for any tips or leads in Brian's case at a concert they performed in Cincinnati the same year he disappeared. But nothing came from it. And if this case wasn't strange enough, several events would occur, only adding more strangeness to this puzzling and baffling case. After Brian disappeared, Alexis continued to call his cell phone every night before she went to bed. Those calls always went straight to voicemail. That is, until six months later in September of 2006, when his phone actually rang three times before going to voicemail. She posted this on social media, which garnered a response from Singular, his provider at the time. According to them, this was likely due to a computer glitch, and not actual proof his cell phone was turned on. But it was learned his phone had pinged off of a cell tower 14 miles from his home in Hilliard, Ohio. Unfortunately, this new information did not move the needle in Brian's case towards any resolution. On September 14th of 2008, in a bizarre twist of fate, Brian's father, Randy, was killed in his own front yard when a branch from a nearby tree broke off and fell on him during a storm. He was laid to rest with Renee in the Maple Grove Cemetery in Lancaster, Ohio. In his online obituary, a message was posted which read, To Dad, Love Brian. It was posted from a location in the Virgin Islands. Investigators followed up on the message, which was later determined to be a hoax. It was just someone's sick attempt at a bad joke and false hope. And that, unfortunately, is the story of Brian Schaefer, a man who walked into a bar and vanished without a trace, preceded by and followed by the loss of each of his parents. And until we know what exactly happened that night, we can only wonder and speculate if Brian Schaefer somehow entered a place in this world he couldn't leave, a place that exists with no escape and no exit. This episode was produced by BM Productions. For inquiries, please email bmpodpro at gmail. Thank you for listening.